Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the mayor, Matt Logson, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I'm Dave, King of the Road. And I am the Lord Ketchum. Today, we are going to review Motel Hell from 1980, directed by Kevin Connor. I like this. That's going to be a good show. Spoiler alert, we will be discussing this movie in depth and in living color, so if you're not familiar, please hit pause now or proceed with your I don't care attitude, and maybe I'll just talk you into liking it and seeing it for yourself. (laughs) Good point. Here we go, boys. (laughs) All right. Cars and drive, we're headed down the highway. Let's do it. There's a friendly motel. We like a room for the night. Come on inside, I'll fix you up. Featuring a heated pool and competitive sports. Ida and Fama Vincent tend a garden. Their famous secret garden for very special guests. Drop in. You just might die laughing. Motel Hell rated R. Okay, so... Motel Hell from 1980. Uh, little overview. Farmer Vincent kidnaps unsuc- unsuspecting travelers and is burying them in his garden. Unfortunately for his victims, they are not dead. He feeds his victims prior to prepare them for the roadside stand. His motto is, it takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent's fritters. The movie is, so, is gory, but is also a parody of slasher movies like Last House on the Left. So, something I want to open up with this movie is Roger Ebert, an original 1980 from January 1st review of Motel Hell. He says, quote, what Motel Hell brings to this genre is a refreshing sound of laughter. The movie is disgusting, of course. It's impossible to satirize this material, I imagine, without presenting the subject matter you're satirizing. But Motel Hell is not nearly as gruesome as the film it satirizes, and finds the right stylistic note for its central characters who are simple, cheerful, smiling, earnest, and resourceful cannibals. So by that ringing endorsement, um, you could probably guess that he gave this a pretty good review, and he gave it three stars, believe it or not. That's actually not bad. What did Siskel say, then? I don't have I don't have Siskel. I just got <laughs> Rogers. Yeah. So, I'm sure uh, one of them hated it. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe yeah, it was. There's always a thumb up and a thumb down. Yeah, it was probably Gene, then. <laughs> but no, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Um... Give it to you. Let's give it to you, uh, Patriarch. Well, I like the movie. It's uh, it's got its its weird moments, but it's it's funny and I like where the people are buried in the ground and you, you they've got this hypnotizing <laughs> spinny thing that they yes. lay in front of them and they're all just rocking their heads in circles. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's yeah. The voice, you know gargling and everything oh, for it is yeah. kind of a little much for me it's very very cheesy man see yeah. <laughs> here's the thing i'll be honest with you the the gurgling to me even as a kid when i saw this a long time ago like it, it was like oh man it was just so unsettling it was just it was weird it kind of it freaked me out it was just so unnatural i, I don't know yeah i mean because you can tell you know it doesn't sync up with you know how they're moving their mouth no not at like all that so um it just it is very unnatural. Um, it's it's almost zombie like. Yeah. Well, um, and you definitely get and you, you get definitely that get kind that of feel, especially at the end, right? Yeah, you know. Um, I still don't know how burying people neck deep in the dirt makes the quote unquote meat better, though. I've I, I failed to make that he's, connection. 
He's tenderizing him in the ground, I guess. I don't so know. dirt tenderizes human flesh, I guess? That or there's like a special, like, uh, like miracle grow? Yeah, something like that, you know? <laughs> something in there, something. you know? It's maybe some horses shit in there or something and it just makes it <laughs> human makes shit. makes uh, humans taste better. I'm not oh, sure about wow. that. It's, it's a very weird, uh, weird uh, way to kill somebody, you know? It's very prolonged. But man, when you're making that kind of money... You know, I guess he had pretty good customer flow. Yeah, at this hotel. Well, the one, uh, the uh, <laughs> the one group of the the sexed up man and woman, uh, he he was aware of Farmer Vincent's smoked meats. Oh yeah, you know, he raved on all about him. He's like, oh, did you realize where we're at? I, I and I'll tell you, speaking of that scene, uh, I really I didn't care for that scene too. Much. I I I thought it was just too much. It was, just, it was excessive. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about, I mean, it was just over the top. We're talking about bondage, orgies, bestiality, cross dressing. I mean, I'm like, really? We're just going to mishmash this all right here in this one little jumbled up scene, you know? For everybody, you know? I guess so. I mean, That's I guess, I guess they're all inclusive. That's a good thing, I suppose. What do you think about that, Lord Ketchum? I actually I mean, enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's quite funny to me. Um, this is not the only uh, motel horror movie that I've ever seen and, and stuff. Um, you know, like Mountaintop, Motel Massacre, and mm-hmm. things like that. It's not as um, I don't know, and, um, funny as this as this movie, right. um, and and definitely not as gory or anything like that. Yeah, this but, is um, super gory. It is. You know, there's some pretty wicked kill scenes. But anyway. Um, I found some of the movie deceiving by the cover art and everything. I'm always a stickler for the, what the movie presents when you see the box art, and it's got the farmer with a, his pig head on, and it's just oh, I've never the, seen that box art actually. Okay, see, I'm actually I've seen that on the uh, the original one. It's actually it's got Ida and Farmer Vincent standing back there, kind of like American Gothic style. And yeah, in the very front, it's got like some of the buried heads of the people, yeah. kind of like uh, you know gargling. Yeah. That's the one I've seen. Yeah, that's, that's the original. There's, there's all kinds of variants. I wonder if that's uh, one of the Blu-ray releases. I've seen one that has just him with the chainsaw, and it, it makes you think that this is a slasher with the pig-headed guy, you know, with the right. chainsaw on it. Yeah, I wouldn't really classify this as a slasher. No. I, 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 it's it's kind of one of its... Kind it's hard to, because at times, this movie almost wants to take itself seriously, you know? At times. Um, it really does, um, which you don't really see ever in horror movies especially today and stuff you know I mean um, it's a good I guess blend. how they brought yeah how they try to take it seriously it's a good and blend of comedy yeah. and horror but yeah, more, more yeah. horror than comedy and they try to throw a love story in there and um, a very weird successfully maybe but really <laughs> weird love story uh, the the whole the whole point of me bringing up the uh, the chainsaw pig head yeah. was it Actually, I don't know if you realized this, but Toby Hooper was originally supposed to direct it. and then he I didn't, did read that. He did not end up signing off on it. But I think that they were going for that Texas Chainsaw style of movie. Yeah. And, you know, threw a little weirdness together with it. And well, it's, it got a psycho, it's got a psycho room, you know, yeah. of course, you know, with the hotel and everything like that. Right. Um, well, even the theme music, there's a couple times you can tell yeah. it's kind of got that... Oh, yeah, there was actually uh, there's the two style music. Yeah, yeah. there's actually two uh, classics that I I kind of picked up on. It was Psycho was one, mm-hmm. and I picked up a little bit of Jaws. 
Oh, really? Just a little bit of Jaws. And I and I really wish I would have notated down when that was in the movie, but I just remembered. Uh, I think gonna... there was a little bit of that in the trailer we just played. Uh, at the very beginning. That's true. I like how the movie opened with the neon sign and... I, I, I've always liked the movies of the time where it opens up and the title is a part of the scene. Yeah. And then you have like the credits and then the, the Roman numerals for the year underneath. And yeah. I, I don't know. It's it just was genius a, the way the sign is actually Moto. Hello. Right. Yeah. But the O is flickering, flickering on and off. Yeah. And yes. you notice it only does that at night, actually, throughout the movie. This is something yeah. I've seen. I, I noticed myself. I was just like, man, at least. It, Check me if I'm wrong, but um, yeah, the, the O is always lit up during the day. I didn't pay and attention. And it's to that. not, and it's not flickering or anything. It's only at night. Huh? It's weird. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. I think we can all agree that religious fanatics usually make for the best crazy people in horror movies, and I feel like this movie definitely delivers that with Farmer Vincent and his sister Ida. And she's a looker. Yeah, yeah, isn't she? <laughs> uh, you know, I when I was first watching this movie, I didn't really. Um, I, th- I think I, 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 this might be the first time I watched this movie. Actually, oh wow! I thought I had seen it a while ago, but I, I, this isn't it. This is not the movie I was thinking about. So I went into this kind of brand new, and um, I thought that they were married. To be honest, from the get go. Well, they could be maybe a couple and, you know, I mean, they're, they're that kind of people. Well, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I did not pick up it until multiple watches later that the Bruce character that yeah. was the deputy was actually the his brother. brother. Yeah. I, I well, missed he out on that. He does mention that, actually, in the movie, but I don't know. It's, it's just... It, so, yeah, they're all related and everything. It's It wasn't a com- crazy little triangle. It's got a backwoods, wrong turn. Very. Field, it so, does. I, mean, I, can, I can picture them. And mm-hmm. and I guess that always kind of explained because I always thought it was how weird that the kid well, I didn't know he was the kid brother deputy sheriff at the time uh, was played by Paul Linke who was famous from uh, uh, he played Ar- uh, Arthur Grossman from the show Chips and uh, oh, just wow. Farmer Vincent okay. just he, he, he Vincent just allows him to do what he wants you know right. he, he like he can dig graves bury people shack up an injured woman allow her to be free labor basically <laughs> you know I mean it's just, you know he'll smoke your meats he'll dig you a grave give you a place to stay I mean what a guy I but I guess that kind of explain gives a little more knowing now that he is the brother um, why maybe he was a little more lenient I kind of chalked it up to eh, maybe just bad writing or Small town hookup, uh, I guess. It could be some of that still, dude. <laughs> I hear you. For sure. I'm telling you one thing. One thing I liked about this movie um, was the really inventive ways he came up with of taking down people and stuff um, from the get-go. You know, he's shooting out cars, shooting the tires out. Then he's got bear traps that yeah. are stopping cars, which is Cardboard cows awesome. in the middle Cardboard of the road. cows. <laughs> I mean, the imagination... Go so far <laughs> in this movie, it really does. I mean, what do you think, Dave? I mean, I'm a fan of it. It's it's uh it's one that I would recommend. I can't even place where I'd put it <laughs> in my <laughs> library, really. But I mean, it's it's got a place. It's in a it's in a funny 
Yeah, I, I think it's Goofy a horror, horror movie. So. Yeah, I think it's like a horror comedy. And um, I was kind of doing some looking around, rummaging around on the, online and trying to find some stuff here. And uh, I came up with a, an article from Jim Nipfel from Den of Geek, and he had a review of this. And he said those two, referring to Rory Calhoun and uh, Par- uh, Miss Parsons, performance is actually punctuate what's wrong with the rest of the film. The ultimate disappointment isn't so much that it's a bad picture. It's not. It's competently made. There's some nice camera work. But it could have and should have been so much more. It might have, too, if director Kevin Connor and writers Robert and Stephen Charles Jaffe had the courage of their convictions. A reportedly vicious, ugly, and shocking original script, complete with bestiality, mind you, was on its way to becoming a black comedy that could have pushed some boundaries at a time when some boundaries needed pushing. In the end, we got neither. Instead of one of Farmer Vincent's famous sausages, it was like we were handed an empty casing. <laughs> no, there's nothing worse than an empty casing. Right? So, <laughs> apparently this was meant to be a much darker and bleaker movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty dark movie. Yeah, it, is. it is. It didn't fail. In its quest, I don't think. We're talking about it, so it must be relevant. Oh, no, it's absolutely relevant. And, and it's actually on the uh, the documentary of the 50 best horror movies that you've never seen. And I can't remember what number it checked in at. Um, oh, Ebert liked it. So. Yeah, I, that, yeah, and I'll tell you, that's the thing that blew me away. And that's why yeah, I wanted to include that. Right, they usually, they're like, eh, just pass. I mean, they liked Halloween, uh, but... but uh, You can't not like Halloween. So, in addition, it's hard. It's hard to in say. addition, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that shit. <laughs> so, in addition to Rory Calhoun and Paul Linke <clears throat> and Nancy Parsons, we also have a very young John Ratzenberger, oh, who yes. is most famously Cliff Clavin from Shears. Yeah. He was credited as the drummer from, in what in my opinion is, is the best '80s name for a band. Ivan and the Terribles. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. That's almost uh, as bad as a local band we've got. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them. Titus Canby. Uh-uh. It's like the stupidest name ever for a band, but that's Titus pretty, Canby. pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Titus Canby. Oh, oh wow. Like, I don't know. It's, it was... I, I picked up on it now the second time you said yeah, it. <laughs> just forget about them. Just forget about them. But yeah, they're... Yeah, Ivan and the Terribles. That was actually a pump song, dude, that they were playing right at the beginning. Yeah. I figured that's theirs. I was actually pretty jacked when I when I, when I was uh, watching the movie. I was like, "Man, that's a pretty good song." <laughs> well, and and the the lead singer who was Ivan, obviously, he was right. the guy who was the driver. Uh, when they're being when they're in the ground in mm-hmm. the garden, what? Oh my gosh, you can just tell how awfully how awful of a fake beard and mustache oh, yeah. he has. Like it is so oh, obviously yeah. fake. Yeah. You know, and going back At to your talking, moment, I wonder what I was watching. Like, what, what in the? <laughs> well, well, it's such a drastic turn because I is. think that's when you first get the reveal. Well, yeah, well, of what's really going on. You know, where they're digging the holes and everything. You know, right? Because they think of one scene prior, they had just the the one guy. Well, there was the the bow that was there with the uh, the woman character that ended up staying there. The Nina Nina Axelrod. Uh, uh-huh. Her name was Terry. So Bo was in there, and then there was the uh, inspector that came by right, and the left, inspector, yeah. and then he came back by, yeah. and then we Ivan and the Terribles come. Well, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was fantastic. Um, I was just wondering, like, why are they? Why is he just keeping them alive for so long? Why? And you know, they 
in that retrospect, he killed the freshest people that he got there, you know? So and that was a little wonky to me. Um, I so, guess druggy band members, uh, they, they ripen better. faster than Must be the drugs. random <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> riders and quality have, control have ever, inspectors. Ever, ever worked in a butcher shop, so I mean, we, we, we can't. Judge on how yeah, this guy I'm not knocking on his meat. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't think Farmer Vincent exactly worked in one either. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to tell the guy how I to do it. I feel like his he's job. more qualified than me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, but that's that's not, that's funny that you brought that up because I was I noticed that also. They were in the ground the shortest amount of time, but they're. I guess they were just ready. They were way, ripe way before people. And, and the the astro projection light. Thing. What was it like? A suit? Was it like? Was it like, like, a, was was like that, a heat lamp for the whole time? I, that was so. I I didn't get that. I it was just. I, I mean, was it a way to ripen them or something, I don't know. or Maybe they were making them think they were going to Mars? I mean, I guess that was their thing. They thought that up. And well, I mean, it, it was obviously to hypnotize them, you know, so they can just. I guess kill them. I don't. I don't know. I thought they were going. He was going to like dig them out and have them do something really cool or something and right and that's the thing and what they and what, and what do they end up doing killed, they just, just break their necks yeah, why necks? all the ambiance? which is a good kill scene that I was agree. fantastic I, I I would love to have seen the heads pop off actually that's what I thought was going to happen but then but. why all the ambiance with the astro projection the lights and the <laughs> sounds and stuff then I mean why 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 all the showmanship maybe somebody plugged it into the movie okay you know, like a writer or it's something just and, uh, man. It's just yeah Hollywood. okay Right. Maybe it's the studios. <laughs> We're like, you have to have it. It's the 80s, man. It's 1980. 1979 some, some when it was being made. So. was like, I've got this great idea. And everybody else was like, I don't know if I'm on board with that. And he's like, no, no, no. Trust me. It's going to be great. Just do it. They went Trust with me. it. And they're like, yeah, all right. We're going to do this. If it's not accepted now, it will be. 30, 40 years later. People well, be, I tell you right now, it is, it is now 30 or 40 years later with this movie, and I do not accept. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was a bad call. <laughs> so we kind of touched on it earlier when we were talking about the the movie cover that you saw with the uh, pig head. So uh, I kind of refer to that as the epic pig-on-pig brother chainsaw battle. Oh, okay. It was so great. I thought it was just so reminiscent of like you know Texas well, Chainsaw had a bigger Two. Than the other one. Well, yeah. and the thing is, actually, Massively this bigger. scene is allegedly the one uh, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two yeah. parodied. This they got they took from this scene for mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Two. So okay, yeah. So another Toby Hooper tie-in. I did yeah. not know that. Ah, it's wild stuff. It is pretty <laughs> it is crazy. Wild. But uh, I don't know. I just I find it. Uh, it was good because he was laughing the entire time. And I know it. it that was. I don't know if they had that like just looped or something, but um, it could have been. It was. It was. Uh, because it was somebody it was else fantastic. that was playing under the pig head. It wasn't Rory Calhoun. Um, the one thing that I that it, it's an epic scene. Don't get me wrong, and it's probably one of my more favorite scenes in horror. Um, but the chainsaw sound effects. Man, they're cheesy. Yeah, yeah. They are lame. They are lame sauce. I'm sorry. That uh, well, you can tell that the the chain is not going around, right? You know, and um, there's if, so many things we could be critical of. Before that's that, true. Though, I mean, that's true. Yes. Well, I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've already covered most of it. So. But right. I mean, yeah, it, it it's good. Is it's a great laugh. <laughs> I mean, I I got a great chuckle out of that scene. It was great. 
I know it's good, and it, I really do like it. And going back right before that, once we find when Terry finds out that Vincent is doing these horrible things, he's she's just standing there unrestrained. Ida's nowhere to be. I can't remember where Ida is at that time, but she's just watching Vincent cut up people, and she's just yeah, I think hanging she's, out. She's getting some food or something like that. She was always eating. Yeah, looking on her figure. She's yeah. But <laughs> I love her, man. I laugh every time Vincent calls Bruce, the, the deputy, the biggest cannibal in the whole county. I mean, outside <laughs> of it takes all kind of fr- critters to make Farmer Vincent's Didn't fritters. Can Rogers might... sing a song about that? The cannibal of the county? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, geez. I don't you know don't a lot about that Kenny reference. Rogers. That's all right. I'll let it slide. Maybe okay. It's, a, it's the coward really... of the county, but I'm just. Oh, okay. Already <laughs> went over your head, so I'm gonna stop there. Okay, but I think outside of you know the that one quote, I think the him being the biggest cannibal in the entire county. I don't know. That might be a close second for. Uh, well, you know he's getting free, uh, free people. I guess you know free meat. Right. So well, and, hook up. and I loved how he, I, I don't know. I'm sorry to get off talking, but no, the way that he um, comes in to the parking lot. Always at the hotel. It's yes, freaking great. Yes. It's total Dukes of Hazard. Out every of control, time, man. It's great. It's and I tell you, and the, when I watched this the first couple times, it like I watched it the first time, and then a long period of time went by, and then I watched it again. So I kind of forgot. I knew the basic premise and concept, but I forgot details of the movie. But the first couple times I watched it, it kind of makes you wonder: Is Bruce in on it? Does he know? Right. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, I I I thought he was. It's assumed. On, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of was assumed. And and here's the other thing too. Like when he's taking Terry out on the date, the Lovers Lane. Yep. Like he basically tries to rape her. Yep. Yep. The deputy of the wherever county city. Flaws for sure. <laughs> so one thing um, I want to go back to we started to touch on was the uh, the, the uh, romantic aspect of this movie between Vincent and the Terry character. She she was very gullible. She <laughs> to I, say the least. Yeah. Right. I I mean just with some nonsense inspirational speak from Vincent in the very beginning, he convinces Terry that it's not weird to be there and his sister and it's it's totally cool. Hang out here. It's fine. Don't go to a hospital. Or anything. She's very. She. She. You can talk her into almost anything, I believe. And then out of nowhere, here comes this marriage, and oh, yeah, they're getting married. Person. Yeah, yeah. And then to take it even further on that, I was kind of wondering whenever they were sitting there, kind of celebrating and drinking, and she ends up passing out. I was thinking that was Ida wanting to take her out with Vincent, not knowing. Right. But then when she passes out, and he looks, he's like, "All right, let's go." Right. You know, and uh, from what I understand is that's when Ida and Vincent were going to go prepare for the feast for the wedding, yeah. which who are they inviting exactly? I don't know. Maybe I guess the whole town. I mean, he is pretty famous for the town. The one within a hundred mile radius of him. And that's true because so. he can keep things fresh and yeah, cost low. Yes. That's right. I think he's, it's like 279 a pound. He's, he's a thinking Something man. Like actually, I, I actually wrote this cents. down. Um, for the Farmer Vincent Souvenir Sampler Box, you can get that for two ninety five. Two ninety five. That's a deal. Yeah, even in nineteen eighty. I'll say by <laughs> by even nineteen eighty standards. So, boys, I'm not saying I'm a cannibal, but how do you know until you've tried it? You know, mm. 
<laughs> the oh, best man, thing ever. I mean, saying. you you bring up a good point, <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to take you up. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not inviting you to. Let me get a slab of bicep, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what in Rome? <laughs> Eat like the Romans. Want to go to uh, Andrew Borntrager's review before before oh, yeah, you go right ahead. Um, you um, go for venture it. off there. Take it. Um, yeah, I um, I was a little confused by that point too. Um, I thought she was just taking out Terry because she was jealous. She was jealous. Yeah, because right, right. he was on a teacher the art yeah. of smoking. I thought meat. he was. I thought he was going to just take on a second wife. I, I still didn't know that they were brother and sister at this. They point. They didn't explain the relationship. It was weird. You, you had know? to pay attention, which is weird for a yeah. movie like this. Yeah, I hate paying attention. <laughs> it costs too much. It does. I got too many kids running around driving me crazy. Oh boy. <laughs> but um, want to go to. Um, Andrew Borntrager's review of bad movies dot uh, org. He has a section on there. Things I learned from this movie. So here we go. And if any time you want to jump in here and speak on something, go for Who's it. Who's this again? His name is Andrew Borntrager. He uh, he does reviews on badmovies.org. dot org. Okay. And I don't think I learned anything about. You know. <laughs> well, this is what Andrew learned. It is possible to estimate the recovery of an accident victim by feeling their pulse. <laughs> City folk do not know what passed away means. Steel bear traps are also effective when hunting vans, as in the oh, vehicle. That was, great. that was great. And I think that would be effective actually. I don't it's different. I, I do not I, I do see that working. It was covered in leaves or something. I mean if I see a bear trap in the middle of the road, I'm gonna try to work. Those guys were partying hard. Yeah, well, okay. and I don't no. think it's exactly a well lit road either. Yeah, no. I mean it's a country yeah. road. Yeah, they didn't Headlights exactly. Out well, they didn't have exactly LED lights all or right, anything. Right. You know, I don't even think they had their highs on or anything. Oh, no, they had their highs on. Yeah, <laughs> just not yeah. the high beams. Yeah, not the high beams. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is there? Uh, there is at least one illegal use for an auger. Smacking <laughs> a man will only make him horny. Well, I can account for that, to be honest. Oh, Lord, catch him. Likes it rough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, ladies, there you go. Smack them around a little bit. Okay, so people should be married before they kiss. Quote, unquote, reading Hustler is a religious experience. It <laughs> It might be for the first time. Apparently to Wolfman Jack it is. Yes, Wolfman Jack makes a great appearance in this. He's yeah, funny, it's, it? it's so funny that they make right. him uh, a yeah. man of the... The cloth. I, I just find well, that humorous. Well, he's a TV evangelist too, and right. stuff. So it's it's good. <laughs> Country singer too. Oh, he was he it? was ra- he was big on radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was big time. Radio. He, did, he acted. Of him. He did lacting and stuff. Down back. He in branded the, himself back in the fifties and everything, wasn't he? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I remember the old barbershop we went to on uh, Emerson. Where we'd oh the yeah, he had the the picture. Yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're talking about. Autographed black and white yes. pictures on his wall, and he had yep. a Wolfman jacket. I, I remember that. That's funny. That's so <laughs> funny. I remember that. We had the same barber for a while. So uh, assaulting a police officer is okay as long as your, he is your kid brother. Yeah. Astral projection is the best way to visit Mars. What kind of projection? Astral. Oh, okay. That wasn't astral projection. That was just straight hypnotism. I don't know yeah. what that was. <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> and in closing, for the ending of the movie, Neon is extremely unstable and volatile. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what uh, Andrew Borntrager had to say about it. Just something a little humorous wow. there. Just pointing out some of the oddities of the right. movie, I guess you could say. 
There's um, so many oddities. There, there are. <laughs> there are quite a few. I do not disagree with you on that. It's more of oddities. Well, it, it, it combines a lot of things. It's got the horror comedy. It, it's kind of got a slasher feel, maybe. Uh, and like and I said, it takes itself seriously at times, you know. It does. It turns into a little romantic story. And then there's romance, and then at the end it kind of turns zombie. You know? I did not see that coming. No, and I even had like, oh, so we're going uh, the zombie route. So since, when, uh, I guess, when they uproot themselves, they become mindless killers, I guess. Uh, you know? And it was like, you know, I don't know. If I was in that situation, you know, all you had at that point was your vocal cords cut. You know, so you just couldn't talk, really. You know, Well, but you don't know how long, I mean... You, there could be okay. muscle atrophy. Okay, you know, but oh, you're not like. I mean, they were going around wrong. walking around biting right, people. Enough. You know, biting. Uh, what's her name? The uh, the sister and everything. Ida. Ida. Yeah, biting Ida. You know, you know, and everything. It was. They weren't even trying to like talk or anything anymore. They were just totally zombified. Right. I don't. I, I don't understand that point. But maybe it's the food that they were giving them. I'm not sure. Hypnotics. I, I, I want to know what the food... I don't know. Maybe I don't want to know what the food was. I don't know. It looked like a powder or something. It was weird watching Cliff yes. drink from the that funnel and uh, eat his food and stuff. It was just... Something about it was just very disturbing. It's like, Cliff, what are you doing? <laughs> just just go get a beer. <laughs> was it John Ratzenberger, right? John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger. Yes. Also in House 2. Yep, which is a that's a good movie. great movie. Oh, I well. just that's yeah, just can't be fun. If you yeah. want a horror comedy, you don't want to take yeah. seriously. We'll review that sometime. Yeah. We'll yeah. review the house. Yeah, maybe we'll do a house and house two. two. At least the first two. Yeah, yeah I hear that's you. Where you stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, now house three, commonly referred to as the horror show. Yeah, I like that. It's separate. It's almost like a right. Halloween three in that. In I, that franchise. I don't house disagree with seven. you. House and House 2 are definitely yeah. supposed to be together. Though. Right, I agree. I agree, but definitely if you haven't seen it. House three or the horror show has Brian James, also has Lance Henriksen. Right. So I, I that's a check check that one out if you haven't seen that one. Avoid house four. <laughs> At all costs. Trust me. Never <laughs> seen it. It's all right. <coughs> Early review it's in for Dave. Somewhere <laughs> Do not go see House Four. Yeah. <laughs> so the picnic scene when Ida and Vincent and Terry and Bruce are all there, it was it was a weird scene. I thought, you know, like he Vincent's just talking about it fits in with everything else. Though, I mean, you got to give the backstory to you know why he's doing all this stuff. I guess it's you know it's a little bit of a backstory. You know, it's just I, weird. I mean, I, it's I still guess... at that point, it's weird because Ida and um. Vincent? Yeah, Vincent, Vincent. Sorry, guys, I'm blacking out. Ida, it's, <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. Ida and Vincent and Bruce are still related. It's so weird. You know, I knew that at this point, I knew Bruce and Vincent were related. Yeah. But Ida, I was like, okay, she's the wife of Vincent. It just it just threw me off there for a second. Well, I wish I had clarified that a little bit earlier. I agree. I hear you. But yeah, usually, it, was a, it was a weird scene, though. Well, it's, I guess the thing that made it weird for me was, like, when he's talking about you know, grandma smoking the dog, you know, like everybody was okay with him just laughing and carrying on and, and like, wow, okay. And I mean, if I'm Terry, I'm terrified for her right now at this moment. And if you're her, you got to be thinking, I am not. I mean, I know she's gullible apparently, but my I think goodness. She, I think she questioned Bruce like, oh, you ate dog, you know? But, right. I mean, she was totally They justified it real yeah. quick. Yeah, you know, very meat and man's got to eat, right. you know? So, but... 
Yeah, and then Ida, she's she's getting sauced, and she starts to speak up, and Vincent thinks he's going to, you know, she's going to spill the beans on what they really do, how they get that meat. And, uh, he, you know, he gives her that gut punch. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. That's, that's just a weird scene. It was good character, so. But, uh, well. Um, Terry, Terry, um, she's very, she she is a very gullible character. She, but but here's the thing, you know, yeah, her husband or her boyfriend gets killed in the very beginning. Well, no, okay. he's or, planted or planted, right? Yeah, he okay. comes back as so a zombie at right. the end. Or okay, whatever. so he's planted. They take her in. At this point, she's just got a free, carefree life. You know, yeah. she really they give her like no chores to do. Of course, you'd get used to the country life. You know, why wouldn't you? You know, at this point, you know, if, especially if you're just like a, like I guess a valley girl, you know, or something, you know, or or some chick who's just on the road, you know, and looking for an know. easy ride. I mean, I guess that was it for her. Um, well, I, I can see why she got a little bit comfortable, but I guess you got to question things. You know, you got to question some stuff. And I agree. She did not. She was just a total blonde. I mean, I guess it was <laughs> supposed to be set up that she didn't have anywhere else to go. Right. You know, but well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you, there's there's not a hospital. I mean, she's got to have at least a concussion. It's a cheesy movie. It is. Yeah, it's got its movies. It is. But, um, yeah, it tries to take itself seriously at times. Horror, comedy. It's a plethora of it's it's a genres. lot. It, it touches <laughs> up on it touches on a lot of different uh, genres, subgenres of, of the of the horror genre itself. But um, does anybody else have? Anything else we want to talk about before we go into our wrap-up and reviews and recommendations? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start off. Um, I've probably seen this at least a dozen, 15, dozen, 20 times, somewhere in that range. Damn. Yeah, I have. I've seen this a lot. It's one of those, like, when I see it, it's on TV. I, I, I go for it. I watch uh-huh. it, you know? And this is the f- this last time I watched it, I, I, I viewed it with a more critical eye. And I was surprised about how much my rating changed on this movie. Rotten Tomatoes has this as a 70% with an audience score of 48. It's got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb and a meta score of 64. Now, when I watched, uh, when I what I had this rated as before this most recent watch, I had it at a 7 out of 10. It's one of those 80s horror movies that I just always seem to gravitate towards and watch frequently. After watching it this time, and maybe I'm being a little unfair because, you know, maybe it's embracing the campiness and schlockiness more than what I am, I'm dropping it to a 6 out of 10 for me. Okay. But, you know, it's definitely worth a watch, and it does hold rewatchability, obviously. Um, even though it's dated and truthfully, it kind of has a flimsy plot to be honest with you. And it's not very well executed. Again, we touched on a lot about, you know, not explaining the relationship between Ida and Vincent and and Bruce. And you just kind of have to kind of fill in the gaps and just, you know, finish a puzzle, I guess you could say, that wasn't really set out very well. Um, it's mostly lighthearted in the scariness, pretty much tongue in cheek. And, uh... You're not supposed to take it that seriously. No. You know, just you're just fun. Just put it it in, kick back, and eat some popcorn and enjoy it. Yeah. So, all right, guys, when you take it away, let's get to your guys' reviews. It's one I would recommend for anybody that hasn't seen it. So, sure. It's it's got a 
a really good uh, <clears throat> rewatchability about it. Like you said, you've seen it that many times. I probably haven't seen it more than four or five times, but but it's good. I mean, I'd I'd give it a six point five. Okay, that's where I'm at on it. All right, we got a six point five out of ten from the Patriarch. What say you, Lord Ketchum? Yeah, um, I I really wish they would have went um, more. Or, I'm sorry, uh, less ways with it. Take away the the romantic part of it. Um, I don't know. I guess I like my horror a little bit darker, but it was meant to be a horror comedy. Um, with that being said. With it, with the gore that is supplied for it, the uniqueness of the kills, the uniqueness of the story itself, because I've never seen anything like it. I mean, he's pretty much having human Cabbage Patch kids in his garden. <laughs> That's great. Which I love is that. fantastic, you human know. Cabbage uh, Patch kids. You know, and I, I love the way how they drag them out of the of the grave and everything. It snaps it's the neck. it's so it's. It's good. It's I just like really that. good, you know. And it's weird in that movie. Um, Ida was, you know, the one breaking their necks and everything, and then, yeah. like the the um, the tractor rears up and everything to oh, yeah. break the necks. But then when he gets on to pull the just to pull them out, it just it's a smooth ride. It's just a goofy movie. Yeah. Um, and I like goofy movies. I give it a seven out of ten uh, for a first first time watcher. Um, and. I'm definitely going to watch it again. Not anytime soon. Sure. Um, but <laughs> the last 15 minutes, I was really giggling hardcore. I mean, it was just, I was laughing so much. My kids were like, what, what's so funny, Dad? What's so funny? I was just watching on my phone, and I was like, oh, I, I, I wish I could tell you. you this you, is so funny. <laughs> you, you do kind of finish up the last segment of the movie with kind of a smirk on your face yeah, in a way. Yeah. It's great. 7 out of 10 for uh, Lord Ketchum here. All right. So, well, at this point, guys, this will conclude our review of Motel Hell from 1980. Tune in for our next episode. For Lord Ketchum and the Patriarch Dave King of the Road, I am the Mayor, Matt Logston, and we'll see you on the highway.